0: Hi and welcome guys, this is episode 18 of the Vitality Coach Podcast and I'm really excited today to talk about functional fitness and 360 Fit with St. George Dragons Performance Director Andrew Gray. The St. George Illawarra Dragons are the NRL Premier League team in Australia, which is Rugby League, and there's a massive season about to begin here in Australia. We got the privilege of training with them as part of a Jeep Ambassador Program with Ben Wilson last week in Wollongong, and I had a moment to sit down with Andrew Gray, who has come through the ranks. Andrew's career with the A Rugby League team spans 15 years from physio. To strength, conditioning, and now he's head of their performance and development program. So, you know, it's really a privilege today. As part of this 360 Fit series, we're going to talk about what it takes to be game ready for one of the toughest team sports, requiring physical, mental, and emotional agility for a long season of peak performance. And most importantly, how can we, us mere mortals, apply this to everyday life and the pursuit of our own peak performance? Uh, we are coming up, we'll be chatting total fitness, what that actually feels like, how can it be defined and tips that we can adopt in everyday lifestyle habits and mindset. I'll be leaving the free PDF top tips on the show notes as well. I just want to do a shout out as usual when we lead into or out of these podcasts. I like to read out reviews and feedback. So very inspirational podcast writes Troika from the United States. Thanks, man. You give me five stars. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for your inspiring and great podcast with a lot of excellent content, productivity tips, and very interesting interviews. I just finished listening to episode 13 and I loved it. Your dialogue with Lane Beachley was very motivating on the subject of empowering and how to get self-belief back to achieve my goals. Thank you. Well, thanks, Troika from the US. I really love the fact that you took the time to hop onto iTunes and leave a review. That is so important to me to hear that we're providing some tangible tools to help you create the life you want. So thank you very much, guys. If you do have a review or you'd like a comment, don't forget to leave it on iTunes or the comments on the bottom of the show notes and we'll be reading a review out each week as we go forward Hi, welcome back guys and I have the absolute pleasure of sitting here today for this podcast with the performance director uh, with the St. George Illawarra Dragons that is Andrew Gray, so Andrew thank you so much for having us here today and for agreeing to do this podcast with me
1: no problem, Nikki. It's been great. It's been really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, we've had we've had a great morning. I just want to set a little bit of a scene before we go into this chat today about you know learning to perhaps focus on your imbalances and your weaknesses, and not be afraid to look at total fitness because that's what we're going to be talking about. But Andrew's come with a wealth of experience. He's been with the St George Illawarra Dragons since your were for 15 years now, um, you know, ground roots from physio stage right through to strength and conditioning, uh, bachelor of physio, exercise science specialist, physiology, everything, you name it, you've seen it all, you've done it yourself, so you've really got this complete understanding of the total breadth of what it takes to make an elite athlete on and off the field.
1: Yes, it has been a long time I've been with the club and I originally started as the physiotherapist and and rehabilitation coordinator and then moved through jobs in strength and conditioning and watched the rise of sports science and now oversee the performance department, which pretty much takes care of, uh, I guess, athletic development of the players, anything that's not coaching.
0: Exactly. So I'm, you know, what a privilege to sit here with someone that really is, I would say, creme de la creme of total sports science. I mean, you've really got that knowledgeable background and that application um, in in the training that you guys do. And we've had a magnificent day working on strength in the gym today. We did an upper body workout and then we took it to the field for agility and some cardio work, just some sprints and some sled pulls and other things. And one of the things that I wanted to talk with Andrew about and also part of the series is what does it feel like when someone is in total fitness? Because I think people go to the gym and they look at training their legs or their upper body and they're looking in the mirror and they think, oh, well, I'm fit. But actually fitness is from the inside out,
1: isn't it? Um, it's, a, it's a great question and without wanting to complicate the answer too much. I think, you know, athletes talk about having those days where everything's great Um they think less. So, you know, the top speeds we've uh, collected with guys during training and during games wouldn't be what they've thought as their been their fastest effort or their hardest effort. Uh, really big squats when things are working well in the gym isn't necessarily the hardest thing that they've done. So I guess, what does it feel like for them? Um, a lot of the training we do, especially in pre-season, the boys are actually asked to perform at a pretty intense level Day after day And so they're really quite sore Towards the end of the pre-season Probably over the last few weeks We tend to freshen them up a little bit And do a lot of really high speed, high power work And it won't be really be until this time of year That a lot of the players actually start to freshen up Yeah. So we will probably We're planning to get to that stage by next Sunday For our first game for round one so, and, and
0: that's for the Tigers, is that right? Yeah, yeah. so
1: there's a, probably a few guys feeling a bit sad And a bit sorry still at the moment now But we're, it's not about feeling great today It's about feeling really good next Sunday.
0: Yeah, so it's all that groundwork. So there's always a a background or a build phase, a base phase, and then you work on different areas. And maybe what we're touching on, on the feeling of total fitness, is that effortlessness. Yes. So they don't realize they're benching their best weight, they're squatting their best weight, they're running their fastest sprint, because it's effortless, and that's when they're in total fitness. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's what I think we need to think about when we're training for ourselves, is that when you're totally fit with flexibility, agility, speed, cardio, and strength, your body works at its absolute, absolute optimum, but you can't always be at that level.
1: No, that's right. I'm learning a new skill as well. Let's take an agility, you know, like a lateral movement, for instance, We early on in the pre-season, we'll break that movement right down into its core components, and we'll practice those over and over again. And yeah. players who are new to that type of system will find that really uh, mentally draining. And I really have to concentrate. Whereas you do enough repetitions, take you know, 10,000 repetitions to become an expert. You know what I mean? And they do so many repetitions with this movement that it just becomes second nature, that they'll drop to base position, push down into the ground, take a good first step and put those things together that we've been telling them to do for months. So that's that thoughtlessness. I guess if you're yeah. an expert at a skill, you don't need to think about the skill. Yeah. Therefore, you have more time to think about your opponent. Well, think about what you're going to do next. And the greatest players in this game have always appeared to have time because they don't need to think about the basics. The basics are second nature. They have more time to do the things that other people find difficult.
0: And that's right, so to achieve peak performance, it's about that repetition and that cognitive connection. It's the same thing when you're learning a new swim stroke, when you're learning any new sport or activity, you've got to give that cognitive correct technique to sink in before you rush off and do anything else. So that that pre-season, that build phase, I'm working on this cognitive reaction so that by the time they're out there on the field, they're not thinking about what they have to do.
1: That's right, and we actually spend a lot of time designing drills with that in mind, where we could stand and... For instance, there could be point A, B, and C, the three most important components of a skill. Whereas if we go and tell somebody those components over and over again, then when we don't tell them what's important about this skill, they don't learn that. That's not really learning. That's just performing to somebody telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time trying to set up our drill and the rules of the drill teach the athlete what's required. Yeah. So There's, you're empowering them. That's either success yeah. or failure. And yeah. if they do it right they succeed in the drill and yeah. that has been shown you know a lot of recent research that Gabrielle Wolfe has done that that's the better way to learn with yeah. external cueing and you know mm-hmm. drills teaching you what needs to be done rather than learning the bits and pieces of that drill Yeah. but then in saying that when somebody is really novice with a drill they need to understand what those core components are. So it's our job to change the drill as the athlete gets better at what they're doing so that they can continue to improve.
0: And I think, as a side note, when you're working with a personal trainer or any level of coach, their ability to help you actually learn that new skill and understand that so that you can complete it on your own is. A great coach. Yes. A great coach is imparting information, not just telling information. And that's, that's right. what makes you're going to have great results. That's why these guys on the field are performing so well physically, because they're learning that stuff and they're they're understanding it themselves and applying it.
1: That's right, because a skill that you've really learned where you don't need constant feedback to perform that is more robust under pressure or under fatigue
0: and that comes back to total fitness so when you are going to a gym class or if you're trying to improve your personal best time whatever it is I always say a great coach is someone that will have you upskilled yourself so that you're learning and you're inspired but you're also empowered to go back and train wherever you are whether you're in a different city or a different country or a different field you've got those skills yeah I couldn't agree more so and that's what's going to make a great team as well because everybody's kind of learning that stuff so if you're listening to this and you're perhaps not trying to get into the A-League or become a professional footballer Mm -hmm. the reason we're trying to impart this is to tell you that you must be with coaches that are imparting knowledge that empower you to actually pick up those skills so that you can Mm -hmm. feel um what it's like to actually you know deliver excellence and our bodies are amazing things right so mm-hmm. when I enjoyed trying to do some bench presses with you guys today it was like <laughs> mini mouse and, and having a giant bear in the room but one of the things I want to talk about with Andrew as well is I think that once you've learnt these things the guys have to go home and they have to learn it and they have to repeat those those technical things what would you Describe and the importance of how you do your balance training. So we spoke about strength, agility, flexibility and cardio and you you match all that up. Uh, You plan out your weeks on, you know, that sort of thing. So how important is balance training for you?
1: I guess balance really has two parts to play within our program. There's there's internal balance or symmetry within each athlete and symmetry between, you know, uh, upper body push and upper body pull strength Mm -hmm. and the relationship that that has with shoulder stability. Um, the balance between quad dominance and hip dominance and the relationship that has with lower body power production and muscle strains, uh, that's the first part of balance. And the second part of balance within our program is getting the, the training components in the right places, getting the the puzzles or the pieces of the puzzle in the right place so that we have a good week. So I guess dealing with the first one, which is internal symmetry, we do a lot of screening with players early in the pre-season to understand their strengths and weaknesses, and make them really clear to the athlete so we have a focus of educating the athlete so they understand what their weaknesses are and really drive improvement of those yeah um then we continually screen those areas with every bit of training that we do and then with formal musculoskeletal screening early in the week and the players that have excessive asymmetry or mm-hmm. stiffnesses to work on yeah. come in earlier than everybody else to yeah. work on those things and they understand that if they can improve those things they don't longer have to come in early to work on those yeah. things so there's a real incentive there for the boys to to improve their mobility and improve their symmetry and professional athletes these days especially the young nrl players they don't have a great uh you know a great length of time where they can really earn money as a footballer and their body is their money maker so it's very important to them and they generally buy into good advice on how to make their body symmetrical
0: yeah well that's their that's their performance it's their day job isn't it so um, and I think the other thing is you know even if you're not a pro footballer being fit and healthy should be your day job as well it should be something you put time and energy into to having balance of that push and pull that flexibility and strength and everything just for everyday life Uh, i mean you have taken it it to the absolute peak level but that's the thing so what you're Mm -hmm. explaining here we're also going to put into some show notes with you about how you can look at the yin and yang of training (coughs) so having strong muscles but also muscles that are flexible so they don't Mm -hmm. get injured so quickly um, all that sort of thing as well so you've got that they balance and anatomy. Yes. And then you've got the balance and understanding the importance of rest and recovery.
1: That's right. Well, that probably brings me to talk about our periodisation, which mm. is the balance of our week. And in our pre-season weeks, we generally operate off two five-week blocks, one before Christmas and one after Christmas. So we have 10 weeks where the performance department take a bit of a leading role with these guys, and that's the opportunity we get to really improve them physically, work on their weaknesses, improve their body mass, improve their capacity with aerobic training anaerobic training speed power agility strength and flexibility you name it and so we, we split things up into those areas determine where players are weak and we focus on those weaknesses because generally something that a lot of people forget with training is the things that you're worst at are the things that you will improve the quickest yeah the lowest hanging fruit is the best place to start.
0: Yeah, so you know, just, I think that's worth repeating. The things that, that you're worst at, don't give up because you will make the quickest gains.
1: That's right. And they're also the things that will improve you the most. Whereas the for, tendency with a lot of people in the gym, and I've been guilty of this myself, is you pop in and you do the thing that you're already best at because it makes you feel good. Mm. Whereas looking at the long-term goal, really the thing you should do is the thing you struggle with the most. Yeah. So to balance out our week, we generally break our week up into just two types of days. We have a day one and a day two. Now, our day ones will be Monday and Thursday, and our day twos will be Tuesday and Friday. So therefore, looking at Monday and Tuesday as a micro cycle, day one is about upper body strength in the gym, speed and power on the field. Day two is about lower body strength in the gym and capacity on the field, aerobic, anaerobic capacity on the field. So we're not mixing our energy systems on any day. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't hit an energy uh, uh, the same energy system two days in a row. We have time to recover from that, and it gives us focus with what we want to concentrate on for that day, and we try and impart that to the coaches so that they can design drills that actually suit with speed and power on day yeah. one, capacity on day two. And a lot of planning goes into our training um, before the fact.
0: Yeah, I saw the I saw the spreadsheets and everything else. And I think as an everyday person you can take that absolute same philosophy. You should be mixing up your training and not using the same energy systems on the same day. So really complementing your workouts. And you can get you know, a balanced week where you're gonna have some yoga some strength and agility some body weight exercises some cardio and if you're constantly training in the high heart rate zone all the time and you're wondering why you're not going to get anywhere or why you're not improving your fitness or fat loss it's because you're not mixing up your training you've got to train in all these different zones Mm -hmm. that's
1: a really good point nikki and so we use wednesday as our recovery day Mm -hmm. and on wednesday the boys won't do anything physically maybe except for guys who haven't quite met standards on day one and day two yeah Everyone else will have a, do some movement, have a massage, maybe some yoga, maybe some Pilates, uh, some individual extras to work on, and then they disappear and have the day free. Yeah. And then, of course, Saturday and Sunday, we lift weights on Saturday with our lower body, and we have Sunday off. So, I mean, a great analogy, someone a lot smarter than me once told me about physiology and about training was that, you, you know, your capacity can be, you can think about that like a toothpaste tube and and real that grindy anaerobic work where you're working at your threshold and it's what people really think is hard training is the middle of the toothpaste tube and if you keep squeezing the middle of that toothpaste tube you really after a while you're not going to get anything out of it whereas your aerobic work is one end of the toothpaste tube and your real high-end speed and power work is the other end and something that I think people can uh, fall into a certain pattern where they're only squeezing the middle of the toothpaste mm. tube. They lose the ability to work in that real high intensity zone because they're never never squeezing that end of the tube and they're breaking themselves down because they're never doing those long sessions that actually build resilience and yep. robustness at the other end of the tube. Mm. So we're pretty careful. we time when and where and how hard mm-hmm. we want to squeeze the middle of the mm-hmm. tube. Yeah, Because you do that too often, you start to break these guys down because they're working close to their threshold every day.
0: Exactly. And their threshold, you know, you can look at your own threshold even as a, an, a normal person who's trying to get fit and healthy with your, your basic heart rate, minus 220, you have a maximum heart rate, yeah. you can look at your max thresholds. You know, you're looking at 60% for, you know, fat-burning stuff and really not being afraid to just go for some really slow things if you're trying to... And it's the same thing with these athletes here. They have periodic training where some of it's just going to be conditioning, using that heart as a muscle, and other it's really focusing on the muscles themselves. So I think there's a lot to be taken out of this elite sports programs and applied into into daily life as well. And one of the things that um, I've noticed today is... Um, mindset. You know, you've got a young team who are all extremely talented and come up through the ranks, but it's all about confidence and that ability to believe in themselves. It's true. And the way that you coach is to create a team environment and to understand their strengths and weaknesses, and then also the power of a plan. Yep. So that mindset magic. So what? how do you apply that sort of on a basis with your team?
1: Uh, we do have a very young team. We've probably got the youngest team in the competition this year. Um, although they're gaining experience. where A lot of our young guys have been forced into playing NRL a bit earlier than they should have over the last couple of years and now have amassed 30, 40 NRL games, so they know what the game's about. Yeah. So the future's bright. It's tough at the moment, though, and the last couple of years have been tough. We haven't uh, done as much winning as we would have liked. So how we deal with that mindset management is um, by letting the players know really clearly what's expected of them and goal-setting short-term so that if they work hard enough, they can achieve those goals. So it's realistic short-term goal-setting. You achieve a goal, you do something that somebody's set for you, you start to believe in what they're telling you and you start to believe in yourself. So every one of our training sessions is a a goal-setting opportunity and a success or failure opportunity. So I guess our philosophy of our performance department is to monitor and measure our players...
0: Uh, cut that out, Nick. Um, we're going to edit. Andrew, there is having a minor week out now. <laughs> <laughs> the philosophy of your... What's the philosophy of, um, of, you know, your whole training team and the director of training? Yeah,
1: so I guess the philosophy of our performance department is mainly to, to measure uh, these athletes across all physical characteristics. Let them know how they compare to the benchmark, or how what they compare to what's expected of an NRL player at that age. Make it really clear to them where they're doing well, where they're failing at the moment, and then give them external cues and create drills for them to learn what they need to learn to be better at the things they're not good at. So that they that learning has some robustness and stays with them for a long time. So we we strive to educate our players about their body course that's their moneymaker for their career and we goal set where they're under psychological stress every day at training and the strongest ones will survive. A lot of the you know, a lot of yeah. the NRL sort of rugby league philosophy over time has really been about mental toughness. Yeah. Training, it's tough to get through a preseason. It is really hard. Yeah. You get out the other end of the preseason, you get a lot of confidence. Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's the thing. So to build personal confidence, set yourself smaller milestones, even if they're daily ones, rather than having these big long term vision oh, yeah. goals that something might get in the way undoubtedly. And even as a team you do that. So each day I noticed the briefing this morning There were some clear goals. Everyone was split up into teams. They worked really well. They communicated beautifully. Uh, The vibe was great. So Everyone knew what they had to do. There was clear expectations. The same thing if you're listening to this, if you are struggling to get your goals off paper and and your your best body ever into life, is just set some small milestones. Listen to what Andrew said and create some clear expectations uh, and work on all those areas that maybe you're a bit afraid to.
1: I think what's really important there is to get good advice uh, so that you have the information you need to work on the things you're not good at yeah. and to record your performances. Yeah, You've got to monitor what you're doing. You've yeah. got to record what's been done over time. Otherwise, you may well be improving and you should have something to feel really pleased about, but you don't notice that you've improved because you haven't recorded anything.
0: Yeah, and what a, what a great comment as well. I think we're so busy focusing on the next goal, we never reward ourselves for where we're at. Yep. There's always the next thing that we have to achieve, and for you guys, is always the next game, and especially if you haven't performed to what you believe your potential was like the other week, and yep. you, you've got all your fans at you and all these people that are believing in you, you've got to pick yourselves up mm-hmm. and take stock and appreciate where you're at.
1: That's right. A week's a long time in football. It is, yeah. <laughs> a lot can change in a week. Yeah. And it's right, you've got to get back to the basics and focus on what you're doing well and build your game around that.
0: Yeah, and I think we're just going to have some wonderful football analogies um, you know, on our show notes that you can take from these amazing athletes and from a coach with the pedigree of Andrew who can just say it's a week is a long time in anyone's training you know a lot can happen in a day these days we've got so much going on so get great advice gets a coach that's going to empower you and knows what they're doing we'll give some information on how to find great coaches you can go back to my top 10 traits of a great coach Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions of your trainers if you're not sure uh, or you're querying something, ask. They've probably got so much knowledge they'd love to share. So, uh, What about nutrition? Before we leave this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, I believe it's 80% of a success is to have a great nutritional foundation. You can't control what the guys eat all the time. But in elite sports, what's the level of importance on that for you guys?
1: Yeah, I've got a certain philosophy around nutrition and we mentioned before how we have a really young squad. I sort of take it on myself to educate these guys in all aspects of their performance and their development, and food's just another part of training and a very, very important training. I think you can eat yourself into shape a lot easier than you can train yourself into shape. Yeah. So we have a dietitian who takes our anthropometric measures and skin folds guys, and we have standards for positional groups that the guys know they need to be under by certain phases of the pre-season. But it's, and she, Kate, will meet with our individual athletes and set up meal plans for them and help them work towards a goal weight that I've set. Yeah. But from then on in, I would much rather provide really good nutrition, really good, you know, components to meals in our kitchen. Have the boys prepare their own lunch and have our dietician and staff on hand to watch and help them so that they learn by doing they're learning how to make their own lunch which doesn't sound like a big thing but they know how much chicken they need they know how many different sorts of vegetables and salad they might need they know what sort of hydration levels they need to be at so we give them all the information they need then the equipment and then the support to learn that themselves because if i tell somebody exactly what they need to eat for five years and then stop telling them some will learn some won't.
0: Yeah, well that you know, that's music to my ears. It's definitely how I run my programmes with clients. So I drip feed if you like until they've got some basic benchmarks in place and and really start enjoying food again and enjoying exercise and finding things that they love to do and do that more often and you can see the players love what they do. And I think if we can just encourage more people to to get into the joy of moving yes. and to think about fresh food and using their body as this amazing temple, instead of hanging around as a vessel and on autopilot, And it was a real, um, you know, eye-opener for me today to see the level of detail that goes into the schemes, the planning, the attention to the schedules that you've done, and to supporting the players, no matter where they're at. You're still training as a team, but you've all got your individual elements, physical elements. So what would you say, we were chatting before, before we started this podcast about... You know, a parting comment or words of wisdom or something that in your job you feel rings true for you. If you had to stand up in front of 500 people and say, if you're going to walk away from this and think about being in the best shape of your life, what would your biggest message be to those people? How would they achieve that?
1: Um, Well, I've seen some great athletes over my time, and I guess the one consistent character trait that, that rings true is that the athletes that have the Discipline and determination to go and find what they're poor at, and the toughness, mental toughness, to continually work at that, they reach their potential. Yeah, and I mean, in any any part of life, all we're really after is to reach our potential. I've seen so much wasted potential uh, from people that just don't have that discipline and determination to stick to a plan.
0: Yeah, exactly so you know really wise words I think you know don't give up if something is too difficult find out what that barrier is and what you don't like about it and maybe find a different way to do it or get some support no man is an island we even coaches need coaches yep. um, you know I certainly learned a lot today and we were all having a lot of fun but I'm sure you know I've got some huge weaknesses that I need to learn on and to work on like hip flexes and box jumps and all this agility stuff is extremely interesting to me now as well and functional fitness and um, what was it like having us in the gym today playing oh, it was with fantastic. the guys? Fantastic, I think the
1: boys really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah there was a bit of a party atmosphere in there, the music was pumping, and everyone was working hard but having a good time. So it's taken us a while to get to that stage, and I'm glad that we're at that stage at the end of a pre season where the boys are enjoying themselves and still really enjoying their training and, and ripping in, lifting some big weights.
0: Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have, um, have this moment with you, Andrew, with amongst a really busy schedule and also to just to spend some time with the players today, with your amazing team in the management level, right through to the research level, um, and to see really what goes on behind the scenes to create a well oiled machine on the field every Saturday. So thank you very much for having me, and I look forward to sharing all this information with you guys, sharing photos, um, giving you some links onto how amazing Andrew is as well and a bit of a background, and hopefully you'll be behind me as well as we support the St. George Dragons on their season ahead with some pretty amazing guys who are really reflecting what it, what it takes to be the elite sport level. So oh,
1: That's fantastic. I really enjoyed it. So thanks for the opportunity, and uh, I'm glad you're a Red V fan now.
0: I'm a Red V fan. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> okay. Until next time, guys, you stay healthy, happy. I'll have all this information on our show notes. Uh, Don't forget, this is about achieving the life that you want, so you might have to put a little bit of work into that, but the results will supersede your expectations. So until next time, tune in for the next podcast, and we'd love your review on iTunes. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode 18 with my special guest of the day, Andrew Gray from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I just want to do a special thank you to Jeep Australia, to Joe Banning, to Ben Thompson from the Dragons, to all the coaches, the special incredible team that made us feel welcome you guys are really amazing jason nightingale jack DeBellin. you helped us out in the circuits thank you so much and also hopefully with benny wilson as well you can look online there's going to be stories about how you can train like a pro um, and remember that peak performance of athletes can be applied to daily life so i hopefully while we are having these podcasts you're able to take tangible facts, tools, and apply those to your own goals, your own journey, and looking and feeling your personal best. Remember, nobody can be you. You are your true authentic self. And when you focus on reaching all your potential, you'll be unstoppable. So don't forget that. If you want to leave a review on iTunes, you know that I think that'd be fantastic and you'll also get a shout out. So once again, thanks Troika from the US for your great review. I'll be reading another one out in episode 19. A little note for those of you that have asked me about the private retreats here in Noosa. If you're keen to book a private retreat, I only have six spots available for the rest of the year. You do book your dates. However, please drop me an email to nikki at au, or you can hop on to thevitalitycoach.com.au episode 18 show notes and leave a comment. These things are designed by demand. So uh, my most successful ones, I'd have to say, are in Noosa as well. We've got also the Ben Wilson Kite Weeks and Namotu experiences coming up in July and August. Can't make one of these retreats and you want to have some one-on-one coaching, then grab a great deal with some super successful and simple-to-apply online programs, all available through the thevitalitycoach.com.au. And most importantly, I hope these podcasts are providing you the framework, the benchmark, and the toolkit to really achieve your personal goals and to inspire you on in how to think differently about health and fitness, fresh air, fresh food, and a fresh perspective. And I'm going to leave you, as always, on a quote for the week. This one is from the lovely Shannon Kennedy book on Simplify, Structure, Succeed. The quote is by Lou Holtz. Ability is what you're capable of doing. Motivation determines what you do attitude determines how well you do it. So there you go, guys. You stay healthy and happy until the next week, tuning in for the podcast with episode 19, where I'll be giving you even more tools on how you can increase the high intensity training and get fast results from effective fitness. Until then, I look forward to hearing from you and take care. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.